welcome to a new episode with me. I'm so excited to finally actually be sitting down and recording this. Um, a few weeks ago, I had planned out some episodes that I wanted to do and that I wanted to get out before Christmas. So I have this plan to bring out an episode once a week. So three weeks ago, I was ready to start recording again. And by now, I wanted at least three episodes out for you, but then I got sick and I've just been doing pretty much nothing. It is Thursday today. It is 12.30 p.m. as I'm recording this. I was going to record last night, but I had a headache. And then at night is when my cough seems to really get worse. So I just, I didn't want to sit here coughing every two seconds. So I decided to wait to record this today. It is a really beautiful day today and I'm hoping to get outside for the first time in three weeks. I have honestly just been inside doing not much at all. So I'm really hoping to get out today. It's a beautiful day. It's spring temperatures. It's not too cold yet. So that's the plan. I feel like I'm going to have to keep um, pausing this as I go because I have such an annoying itch in my throat. Yesterday it was so good all day and then I had a bit of an itch last night and a bit of a cough but this morning it's been so annoying. I'm definitely feeling a lot better. Um, this is probably TMI but I, the, the phlegm is coming out now. It's not just me coughing aimlessly. It's like it's coming out a lot more which is really good and it, my chest is feeling a lot better but um that itch, that itch is so annoying. Um, so I have some tea with me, I have some peppermint tea, and I have these lozenges that really do help me. They have um, menthol and eucalyptus in them, which really kind of takes my breath away, which which really does help with that itch. So I'm going to be drinking my tea and sucking on my lozenges and probably pausing this a bunch of times. But we'll get through it, and I'm excited to have a chat with you. So I wanted this episode to just really be kind of like a little update super casual chat. I feel like I say that every single time, but I mean, let's be honest, every single episode is super casual because I tend to be a bit of a rambler and I kind of go off. But you guys have let me know that you enjoy that and that you enjoy the long episodes and I really I really appreciate your feedback. It it really does help a lot. So, you know, I'll just have a chat with you guys, give you kind of an update of what's been going on. Um I figured this episode could kind of center around um, health anxiety when you do actually get sick because I know that's a really big thing in our community. I get so many messages asking me to talk more about how do you actually manage health anxiety when you genuinely are sick and when I was updating you guys um, throughout that week that I felt really bad, so many of you guys were letting me know that you were sick as well or that you had had the same thing and that your health anxiety skyrocketed during that time so I just kind of figured this would be a good episode to kind of address that and talk about that let you guys know some of the symptoms that I've been dealing with some of the things that have been helping me um and I hope I hope that it brings some some comfort for you especially if you're sick right now so it was my birthday on the 19th of October and it was that Saturday after my birthday so the 22nd is that right my brain, I swear to you, my brain, I have so much brain fog lately. Um, so it was that Saturday that I was feeling kind of run down. Um, I felt okay. I just, you know, you know that feeling when you just, um, not feeling yourself, that feeling that you sometimes get right before you get sick. But sometimes when I work too much or I don't take enough breaks or I'm very stressed out, I'll have that feeling. And then as long as I give myself some breaks, I'll feel okay again the next day. So I was hoping that it was kind of that situation where I'm feeling run down, I'll rest and, you know, give myself what I need and I'll be okay the next day or within a few days. But then on Saturday night, I I have my little ritual. I'm such a routine person. Um, I like to read before bed and I'll make myself some hot chocolate and... I found that I was just really tired and I did I probably had like two sips of Maha chocolate and I just didn't even want it and that's when I started my brain started saying oh like what's up you love having your hot chocolate at night and reading and like I just wanted to go to sleep 
So I went to bed and then I woke up mm, probably around 3 a.m. or so. Excuse my throat, like if I sound weird or anything, by the way, like I still have a lot of phlegm and congestion and whatever going on. Um, so I woke up around 3 a.m. with the worst headache I think I have ever had. Um, it was really focused, like, you know, like those sinus type headaches where they kind of like in your face, you know, around your eyes, in my temples, and it was intense. So, like, it was pounding, it was a severe headache, and I think I kind of thought maybe I have some kind of sinus infection or something. Um, I couldn't really sleep after that, I was kind of, I tried really hard, but I was just kind of in and out of sleep, and then eventually got up, and, um, I had some toast, and then I took some Advil. I really, I, I try so hard to not take Advil unless I absolutely have to. The only times that I usually will take it is if I'm having really, really severe period pains, because I've always suffered with my periods. Um, even if I have a headache, I, tr I really try not to take it. Like, I try to do other things, um, but this headache was pretty severe and I just I figured you know what I'm not gonna be a hero I'm just gonna take the Advil um and usually like for sinus type headaches it will work but I feel like it maybe slightly dealt the pain not really even it, it, I felt like it didn't do much of anything um and that did stress me out a little bit and I forgot to mention this before, but along with the headache, I had all of the symptoms that I usually get when I have a fever. And oh my god, I hate having a fever. Like, I hate it. Um, it's something that's always, you know, we all have very specific triggers. Um, I know that pretty much any symptom can be a trigger. Like, none of us want to feel any kind of scary sensation or symptom. But I think, obviously, um, we deal with things differently and some of us have very specific triggers. So for me, if I feel nauseous or like I'm going to throw up, that's a big trigger for me. Um, if I feel like I have a fever, uh, and like that's a big trigger for me. And the thing with, with me is that when I have a fever, I always feel really nauseous and I always feel like I'm going to throw up. So I woke up with this headache. I felt nauseous. Um, I felt, I mean, you know how it feels when you have a fever. You feel kind of hot and cold. Like I felt my skin, my skin felt warm. It didn't feel like a really high fever, but... I always know when I have a fever. So when I took the Advil, it didn't really make much of a dent in the headache, but it did help to bring down the fever. So once it started to work, I, the nausea kind of went away and I was feeling bitter, like I wasn't going to go like throw up, but this headache just would not leave. So the number one question that I've been getting on Instagram is... Um, is it COVID? Did you test positive for COVID? And the truth is that I don't actually know. Um, I had all of the symptoms of COVID and I'm pretty sure that that's what it was, but I didn't do a test. Um, if I was going into a job every day, like going into a place where to work, then of course I would have um, had to do a test. But I'm honestly here every single day and I just, for me... When I'm sick, I my anxiety definitely does rise and I try to do things that won't push it up too much. And I just figured, you know what, like maybe if I do a test and I and I see the positive results, then maybe that's going to get in my head and just make me feel worse because you know how you know how things go when you're anxious, when you have health anxiety. Um even though I knew it probably is covid, like sometimes just seeing that positive result can increase your anxiety. This isn't me telling you not to do a test. It's probably a really smart idea to do a test. But I just figured that I was going to just kind of take it day by day and see how I feel. And yeah, so like the, the truth is I don't know if it... Like I can't say yes, it 100% was just because I didn't do that test. But I had every single symptom of it. So I'm pretty sure that's what it was. So the Sunday and the Monday were the worst days. I felt really terrible um the minute the advil wore off and it honestly only lasted for like it did not last long like three four hours and then i would the fever would i could feel the fever was coming back i would want to throw up again 
the headache was just constant. It, it drove me insane. Um, and I know that that's, that was a big symptom. Some people were messaging me and saying that when they had COVID, they had the worst headache that they've ever had. So I would say it was probably about 48 hours of really feeling my absolute worst. Um, I just, I, I slept the whole time. Um, I think it, I'm not sure, I think it was on Monday. Um, I could feel the fever was there again. I was feeling nauseous. I started to get really dizzy. I could feel myself kind of panicking a little bit. And my instinct was like to get into the bath. I don't know, like that. I just, I felt like I needed to be in water. So I, while, I, while I've been sick, I've been taking so many baths. I was taking, I was getting in the bath like three times a day for like an hour and just sitting there. Um, another symptom that I had that the baths really helped with was I had a lot of muscle pain, especially in my legs, like really, really bad muscle pain in my legs. So sitting in the warm water really did help with the muscle pain. It, it was just a comfort thing for me. Like it just felt really, really comforting for me to just sit in the warm water. I'm trying to think of all the symptoms here to share with you guys. Um, so there was the fever, I would say it lasted about 48 hours. I was nauseous. I had the headache. The headache also was about 48 hours um, where it was severe. And then it started to, I still had it on the third day, but it started to ease up a little bit. It wasn't as intense. I had the muscle pains. I was congested. Um, I didn't really have a sore throat. Um, usually when I get sick, I always have a sore throat. It was maybe the first day it felt a little bit, um, just a little bit kind of off, if that makes sense. And I looked, I looked at my throat in the mirror, which wasn't a good idea. And it actually still doesn't look great. It's just been red and just not looking the best. But I haven't really had a sore throat. It's been more just a lot of congestion. Um, my post like post nasal drip, like I can constantly feel the phlegm at the back of my throat even now. Um, a cough that's been just really annoying. But I would say like even just a few days ago when I coughed sometimes, I could really feel the phlegm in my chest and sometimes when I coughed my chest would hurt which which freaks which freaked me out a little bit but I have honestly just been resting and really trying to talk to myself and be gentle because I know how quickly our thoughts can spiral and start to send us into just a place of complete panic and complete fear where we don't think logically and then when we're in that place we're so focused on our thoughts and then suddenly our symptoms actually do start to feel more intense. So talking about that, one of the symptoms, one of the anxiety symptoms that I have had since I was very young and it's one that has always been extremely uncomfortable, from not even uncomfortable, just terrifying honestly. And that's shortness of breath and feeling like I can't get a full breath I'm still breathing clearly because I'm I'm not passed out or anything but I feel like I can just not get a full breath and since little I would yawn to try to breathe that's why I always talk about it I always explain it like that I would yawn and then when I was able to get a full yawn it would feel like okay I've taken a deep breath now um it's either me yawning trying to breathe or I'm kind of just like um, literally gasping for air. Like I'll lean over and like try to get a breath, uh, which has always been really awful for me when I'm in public or when I was at school and in class and I couldn't breathe and I would need to lean over to breathe, but I wouldn't want anyone to see me. So I would kind of sit there and as I'm sitting there and not trying to get a breath, I would feel like I'm going to pass out. But I'm at a point now where I, I do understand that it's a really big anxiety symptom. So when it happens, I really try to just keep repeating to myself, you are breathing, you can breathe, you're breathing. Like it's something that I have to say to myself over and over and over again to kind of interrupt those thoughts that try to come in to freak me out. So because my anxiety has definitely been um 
I don't want to say it's been insane. I feel like if if this had happened like years ago when my anxiety was at its worst, I would have been in complete panic mode. So I am grateful that I wasn't, you know, completely overwhelmed with anxiety, but my, I definitely did feel my anxiety rise. And I think that's natural whether you suffer with anxiety or not. Like when you're sick, um, especially when it's something like COVID, uh, that's you know, we've we've really seen so much of it on the news and everywhere. Even if you're someone who tries to avoid the news or doesn't go on Google and read articles and look things up, I I mean we've we all know the symptoms of COVID. We've all heard the stories, whether we've wanted to see them or not, we we've seen them. Or maybe you've been affected personally, whether you've been sick or, you know, someone close to you has gotten really sick, in which case I'm really sorry. But the point is, it's 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 unavoidable. Like we we can't avoid it. It's something that we know. Like I think we all know. You know, if you feel short of breath, or you know, you, you like you have this symptom or that symptom, then you need to go to the hospital. Like we've we've seen it. So I was very. Um, I feel like I was especially hyper focused on the whole shortness of breath symptom, and it's been tricky because when I'm anxious, that is very often a symptom that comes up for me even now so I've been anxious and dealing with shortness of breath and then I've had you know the other part of my brain saying well you know if you have COVID shortness of breath is you know you have to watch that which then has just been kind of feeding the fear and then increasing what is probably the anxiety-based shortness of breath so it's been kind of like a it's been a really annoying cycle honestly it's normal to feel a bit short of breath, um, especially when you're congested. Um, I'm actually a lot better now, but my nose was completely blocked just a week ago, like completely. And then I, you know, you just have to breathe through your mouth and it's really uncomfortable. So it's completely natural to feel short of breath when you're congested and when you're anxious. But then if you have health anxiety or, you know, if you have a tendency to really worry about symptoms... It can be hard to kind of differentiate between what's anxiety and then what's actually the sick symptoms. So the night before last, I was in my little spot in the living room. If you guys have kept up with me on Instagram, I the whole first week that I was sick, I made like a little bed on the floor in my living room and I had cushions up everywhere and I had the TV going like nonstop. I would play Halloween movies and just trying to create a, a comfort area and, and just so I can feel safe and like you know relaxed and it was so funny because some of you guys messaged me and said you thought it was just you that made like floors like uh, floors what am I saying you thought it was just you that made beds on in your on your living room floor so that was funny to know that it wasn't just me that did that but I think it's just a comfort thing when we it's like a it goes back to our childhood you know when you make those little pillow forts and things so that was really that was really funny and I enjoyed I enjoyed reading your responses every day. So to get back on track, I told you guys, especially if you're new here, I, I tend to ramble, but you guys enjoy it. You've let me know if you're okay with it. So um I was in my little spot and this was what like yeah, like two nights ago and I was just on the floor, I had my little heater from Costco going. Um, and I was just replying to emails and just catching up on some stuff. Um, and I, st I was feeling the whole day I had been feeling kind of short of breath. And I was doing that thing that I mentioned before where I was yawning constantly to try and get a full breath, but suddenly it felt worse. So throughout the day I'd been yawning to try to breathe. And every time I yawned or kind of leaned over to try and get a breath I would get that full breath but it just wasn't happening for me like I was at this point when I was like in the evening I was trying to breathe and I just I wasn't able to get a full breath and the more I tried like it just wasn't happening for me and then of course the more I was trying to breathe the more my brain was starting to kind of latch onto those those scary COVID thoughts you know like oh you really short of breath you have been coughing and then this is what happens and I always talk about this our brain starts to piece things together to try to make sense of something so my brain started to look for 
all the little bits of information that was honestly just making things worse because then my brain was starting to fixate on oh didn't your chest feel a bit tight and sore this morning when you coughed or just all it was just picking up on all of the symptoms so I started to panic a little bit I I actually had a bit of a panic attack and I the last time that I had a panic attack was last year during the summer Um, it was just a very very stressful time for me Um, I was out on a walk and I had a like a panic attack and I hadn't had a panic attack in ages Um, and I haven't had one since then until two nights ago because I, I really truly felt like I could not breathe see and then this is where the question comes up a lot and this is a question that I get often on my Instagram Um, and I always have to let people know that I am always sharing my own experience because sometimes I I, sometimes I feel like um, people maybe forget that I'm not a doctor Um, I'm not like a licensed therapist or anything I am honestly I am a nutritionist and I've shared lots of nutrition advice and things that have helped me that way with my anxiety but I'm not a doctor and it is always important to talk to your doctor if you're worried about a symptom like I can't say to you that symptom is for sure anxiety or that symptom is for sure an illness but a question that I do get a lot is well how do you know like how could you tell the difference between you know if it's something really serious or if it's anxiety so when I went to a doctor for shortness of breath um, thinking that I had asthma in my teens One thing that he had asked me was, he asked me if I feel a need to yawn to try to get air. And I said, oh my gosh, yes, like that's exactly what I do. And he had told me that that was very common when you have, when you deal with anxiety and you are constantly taking in shallow breaths, it can feel like you need to yawn to breathe. So when I was starting to panic, I kept trying to tell myself, remember, you've been yawning yawning to try to breathe and that's a very typical thing with anxiety. It's really hard to be logical when you're feeling really panicked and when fear takes over. When fear takes over, we don't think logically and we're not able to sit down and ask ourselves those questions like, have I had this before? This is how I usually do respond when I'm anxious, but having awareness will help you to be able to do that. So I have more of an awareness now where I can really observe and see what's happening and I'm able to kind of pull myself out of it before I completely fall into the thoughts so I when I say I had a bit of a panic attack it was it, it, it didn't completely develop into one of those really insane panic attacks that I used to have that I was so familiar with but I was definitely panicking I'm not gonna lie and I when I pan like like just as I said, when you panic and you're not thinking logically, you just you 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 in like kind of survival mode. So for me, I was thinking, oh my god, I I should probably call the hospital right now because I don't want to take any chances. What if I can't breathe and like I'm about to die, right? But the thing is, I'd had the shortness of breath for hours. I've I've had it for days, but I had been sitting there on the computer and catching up up on some work, and my brain had been starting to fall into thoughts. And I had allowed myself to kind of follow along and start thinking, what if, what if, what if? Something that I used to do a lot and I found myself doing this while I was panicking was I, if I felt super short of breath and I felt like I genuinely wasn't breathing, I would go to the mirror and look at my lips because I had this thing that like, I need to see if my lips are blue, if there's like blue around my lips to show that I'm not getting enough oxygen. Oh my gosh. It's endless. It's endless when you suffer with health anxiety. So I actually did this the other night and I was like staring at my lips and you know, five minutes went by, 10 minutes went by and I thought to myself, see, that was another thing I was telling myself, you feel like you can't breathe, but if you actually weren't getting air, you wouldn't still be sitting here right now. You would be passed out. So the way that I was able to tell that it was more my anxiety versus, you know, um, COVID or whatever it is that I've had was I went and kind of, I left the room, went to another room and just kind of sat with myself and really just tried to calm my mind and like get to a place of like, just 
like I relaxed all my muscles and I kept um, so your self-talk is so important like I kept reassuring myself um, imagine how a friend or a loved one would talk to you when you're panicking they would say you know they would just say loving reassuring things but you but when you're by yourself in that moment of panic like you can you can say those things to yourself it's so important like I'm telling you the minute you start falling into those thoughts that your brain brings up it's like you kind of lose yourself and you in the panic cycle I still wasn't feeling like I could breathe properly. I still wasn't able to get a full breath. But my body started to feel a little bit more relaxed. My heart rate started to go down because I had been panicking and my heart had shot up. And the minute your heart rate shoots up, especially during panic, I mean, you may have your heart racing 24-7 as I did. But when we panic, it shoots up even more. And the minute it's at a, like, the minute it's super high, every other symptom really does feel more intense so when my heart is racing and palpitating and feels like it's completely like pounding out of my chest the shortness of breath feels worse than ever so I knew that I need to just kind of sit down relax my muscles you know be really reassuring and gentle and soft with how I was talking to myself and I I knew that that was going to help me so the minute that I did that Suddenly my breathing started to even out a little bit. I was able to kind of get a full breath even though I was yawning to do it. The point is it felt like I got one and I was like, oh my god, relief. Um, And then again, I felt this really overwhelming urge to just run a bath and get in the bath. I've been finding bathing like so relaxing lately. So I did that. I have this new body wash that's, um, it's like a, you can use it as, um, why can I not? You can use it as bubble bath, like as bath foam or as like a shower gel. And it's chamomile, lavender and rose, I think it is. So I put like a whole bunch of that in the bath and I had, I just got in the bath and sat there. I still felt short of breath, but it wasn't that complete overwhelming feeling of, of like I'm dying right now. Because when I start panicking, I get dizzy too. And then my brain tells me, okay, so you're you're short of breath, you're dizzy, that must mean you're not getting enough oxygen. So the minute I was able to sit in the bath and just kind of relax my muscles, and that's really important because we tense up everything when we're stressed and we forget that we're doing this until somebody reminds us. So it's really important to just kind of relax your muscles talk to yourself really gently and that's how I knew that this okay this is anxiety because the minute I relaxed the symptoms eased up I think the first thing we worry about with something like COVID is our lungs naturally um and like like I've like I tell you guys all the time the minute we fixate on something we're going to notice every single sensational symptom that could possibly prove that okay maybe you're really sick right so that that was a thing for me too I have been quite fixated on my chest and my lungs and I've had a cough that hurt my chest for a little bit I've felt phlegm in my chest um it's definitely better now and when I cough I the phlegm is coming out which is which is good um but it's completely natural when you have health anxiety and you get sick that you're going to worry about your lungs and your heart you're going to worry that you're going to end up in hospital these are all completely valid fears but I think it's just so important to remind yourself once again that health anxiety is very real and often the thoughts that come up in our head are so they are always going to be worse than what is the reality right so I think it's very important to and I say this always do not google do not google just do not google if you feel like you need to go to the doctor then go to the doctor but don't rely on dr google like seriously if you have to like if you find yourself on google and I mean we're human right we're human it happens for me, what I did when I was still kind of stuck in my Googling addiction is I would type something in and then follow it with the word anxiety. Um, or I would search health anxiety so that I could better understand that versus potentially 
you know, coming across some terrifying illnesses. So Google is a definite no, like just, just don't do it. Um, what really helped me actually was having you guys respond to my stories and let me know your symptoms and how long they lasted and things that helped you. And that's why I share the post that I do. And I shared that post about, um, what was the title? Health anxiety when you have a virus, I think it was. And I saw you guys, you know, kind of reassuring each other in the comments because it's very helpful when we hear about someone else's experience and they're giving us reassurance, you know, that they, um, like things that helped them and how long things lasted and just supporting each other versus going on Google and ending up absolutely terrified. So when you're sick, really just try your very best to avoid Google because it isn't going to help you. Like I really had to drag myself away because I wanted to research some stuff and I was like, I'm not going to do it. If I see something scary or I see a scary story, I'm going to fall into that kind of cycle of panic and that's not going to help me to feel better. By now you guys know how much I love magnesium, so I've been really increasing my magnesium dosage every day. So usually I take around, on average I take around 400 milligrams every day and I take it at night um, before I go to bed or at least 30 minutes before I go to bed. 30 minutes to an hour before I go to bed I'll take 400 milligrams of magnesium. Um, I'll share a link for you guys to go read an article that I wrote all about that because I get a lot of questions about that. So usually on average I'll take 400 milligrams a day. If I'm having an anxious day I'll take an extra one or two during the day but usually I, I just keep it for at night. But while I've been sick, um, like I mentioned my anxiety has definitely been a little bit raised so I've been taking magnesium in the morning and at night. So I've just been taking 200 milligrams in the morning and then 400 at night. But you can take up to a thousand milligrams a day if you find that you are extremely anxious and really struggling. Um, I should mention that it can affect your stomach. Um, the glycinate form that I take is not, it's, it's much gentler on the stomach than the citrate form. Um, so when I take too much, like you're not going to get crazy cramps or anything, but um, it can affect your stomach and loosen up your stools and stuff. So I just wanted to mention that because I like, I mean, when we are fixated on everything and then suddenly something is different, we start to think that there's something wrong. So you may think, oh, there's something wrong with your stomach, but it's completely natural for magnesium to do that. So if you take a really high dose, you may notice that, but just, you can always build yourself up slowly. But 400 milligrams before bed is something that I highly recommend to kind of relax you before bed to help you to sleep better because especially when you're sick getting some quality sleep can be really helpful and helping to not only help you to recover faster but help to manage the symptoms and all of the anxiety symptoms as well. I've been taking ashwagandha every day. I usually take that always anyway but I've while I've been sick I've really been making sure that I don't forget or skip a day with any of the supplements that I know will really help me. So ashwagandha is an adaptogen. Adaptogens help your body to better manage stress and there's different adaptogens. I talk about all of them in my A to Z book. Um, I talk about some of my favorite ones in there but then I've also shared ones that I don't take but that I've done a lot of research on and heard really good things about for anxiety. I always want you guys to know that you have options. I think it's so important to know your options. Like for me, when I first started suffering, I thought meds were my only option. I didn't know about natural ways to manage it or adaptogens or anything like that. So I think it's really important to know you have options. So if you're interested in learning about adaptogens and all the different ones, I share all of them in my A to Z book. Ashwagandha is one that I absolutely love. Um, for stress it's really good for if you deal with a lot of brain fog and you can't focus and you don't have a lot of stamina due to constant anxiety or lack of sleep it can really help with that 
And another reason that I love it is, is because it's very good for boosting your immunity, which is something that I have definitely needed these past few weeks. So I always get a lot of questions about the ashwagandha that I take. And it's a supplement that I take. Um, I can link it. I'll link that one as well for you guys. And then you actually can get a really good dose of ashwagandha in this green juice by a company that I'm actually partnered up with called Organifi. Um, I've, I didn't even, I thought I was completely out of them and I just placed an order recently for, um, the gold blend that they have. It's, it was my favorite nighttime blend, especially last year when I was so stressed. I deal with a lot of insomnia when I'm super stressed and when I made that before bed, it just knocked me out, but in the best way, um, it really did help me to sleep. I had better quality sleep and I woke up feeling better. So I just placed an order for that and then I wasn't sure if I had any more of their green powder and their green juice powder. And I looked in my cupboard and I actually found a full one. So I was really happy about that. So there is ashwagandha in there if you're looking to get in some adaptogens. And then it has a whole bunch of other good stuff. Uh, wheatgrass powder, uh, moringa leaf, spirulina. All of this stuff is so good for your immunity, for your gut, for your anxiety, just for everything. Um, and then it also has turmeric root in it, which is really another really good adaptogen that I love. So I will link that. If you use my code Tamarin, you can save 20%. But I've been having the green juice powder for a few days now in a row, like just every morning I have it. And it definitely does help with energy. I, I can feel a difference when I take it. So that has been something that's been helping me because my energy the past few weeks has been non-existent. Um, I was going to go for a walk a few days ago. I, I woke up and I was thinking, you know what, I'm going to go for a walk. But I just, I was not feeling it. But I've been taking this for a few days in a row now. And after a few days, I've, I've really been noticing a difference. So I'll link that for you. Um, I'll link that for you in the caption. And then I'll link the ashwagandha that I take as well in the caption. I'm going to share a few more things with you guys that have really been helping me. Um, both to manage my anxiety but also to help me with the congestion and the phlegm and all the symptoms that have come along with COVID because that's what we think it is uh, so I'll link everything for you guys and I just thought it would well I would I hoped that it would help for me to just kind of share everything that I've been doing vitamin D I've been taking that every day I've been taking a thousand international units um, you can take more than that, but as long as you're getting in your vitamin D every day, it's so important for immunity and it can actually shorten the duration of an illness. Vitamin C, of course, I've been taking probably about 1,500 milligrams in total a day. Um, these dosages are very, like, you can really work with them and increase them and do as, as you will. Too much vitamin C can upset your stomach as well, so that is something to keep in mind. I have these little vitamin C sachets by a company called NRC that's also full of electrolytes. So I've been taking one of those sachets because I'm electrolytes are excellent to give you kind of a boost in energy and I'm desperate for any energy right now. So I've been having one of those. Um, they come in different flavors. I really like the raspberry one. They actually taste really good. Like, you know, sometimes you can buy like vitamin supplements and they just don't taste good. These taste really good. Um... This is not a sponsor or anything. I'm not partnered up with them, but I've been taking that. And then I've also been taking a 500 milligram chewable tablet as well. I don't know why I bought the chewable one because I'm not like a massive fan of that, but I've been taking that as well. Like I just kind of take them like at different times in the day, not all at once, but vitamin C is very important for immunity as well. So vitamin D, vitamin C, ashwagandha, magnesium, what else have I been doing? So something that can really help with your lungs and with your cough um, is eucalyptus oil. It's also really good if you have any kind of sinus type of pain due to congestion. When I was about 18, 17 or 18, I had about a six-week period of like I had this sinus attack that lasted for six weeks. And I had sinus pain every single day. Um, 
Off to two weeks. After a week, it was really hard for me to believe that this was actually just sinus. Like I, I like I lived at the doctor during this time, and I kept needing reassurance from him because I I just did not understand how I could feel like this every day. Like I felt awful, and this is when I discovered eucalyptus oil, and it was the one thing that brought me relief. So I would get a big bowl, put boiling water in it, um, and I would just be careful. Like I, I should tell you that. Just be careful with boiling water. You can add some cool water so it's not, you know, crazy hot. I added a few drops of eucalyptus oil in there, and then I would just cover my head with a towel and just steam. And the eucalyptus oil was just so relaxing. It really helped me with pain. It was something that I was doing five or six times a day because it just brought so much relief. So that's really good for that kind of pain. I have, don't quote me exactly exactly now, I read an article somewhere, I'm sure I saw it somewhere, maybe on Instagram, where someone was talking about eucalyptus oil and how it's really good for your lungs, for opening up your lungs, I think. Um, so what you can do is you can diffuse it if you have a diffuser. Or what I was doing, because I have a diffuser, but I have no idea where it is, which is so strange. Um, I mean, how do you lose a diffuser anyway? So what I was doing was I would just throw some eucalyptus oil on the sides of my tub. And then you put the shower on really hot. And then the steam helps to diffuse the oils. And you can just, I mean, whether you have a shower or just sit in the bathroom and just inhale the steam i felt that that really really did help me a lot you can add a few drops to an oil so they call it like you'll say a carrier oil oil like coconut or avocado or i don't know why i suddenly can't think of any oils but i always have coconut oil with me so what you can do is you can add a few drops not too many to some coconut oil and you can massage it on your chest if you want to but you may want to do a patch test like maybe just in the inner part of your arm because eucalyptus can be quite strong and can cause allergic reactions or not alert just just it can be it can cause some sensitivity and i have super sensitive skin so you never want to put eucalyptus oil directly on your skin like the the pure oil you always want to dilute it in an like in a in a carrier oil like coconut oil so if you're adding a few drops to this like just the sides of your tub where it's not really touching you and then you just have the shower water going that's fine but I wouldn't recommend putting it in like your bath I think you can put it in a bath if you that if you kind of dilute it first in an oil um I'm not super experienced with this and I haven't tried that before so that is something I would recommend that you can google but just be careful about putting it directly on your skin but steaming it is it honestly it's amazing and it really really does help Staying hydrated is so important for all of the phlegm to help to thin it out. Um, you want to stick to really warm drinks. I've been drinking warm water with lemon or with lime juice. I've been adding huge chunks of fresh ginger, which I finally got around to buying because I kept forgetting that one on my list. Um, I just would add huge chunks of ginger. Honey is really good. Just raw, like local honey is really good for soothing your throat if you have an itch it's antibacterial it's really good if your throat especially is giving you a lot of issues but i find that i don't like to have too much honey just because it is your body does still see it as sugar and anything that has anything that i've eaten recently that's sugar or yeah like sugar like i bought myself some cookies and i had a few before bed and i woke up and my Usually that would affect me and cause a little bit of extra mucus, but since I've been sick now, it's I would anything that I've eaten with even a little bit of sugar has caused like ten times the amount of phlegm that I would normally get. So just be aware of that. So if you're gonna add some honey or anything, just make sure that it's just a little bit. Um, but the warm drinks throughout the day really, really help and are so good for thinning out the phlegm. I've also been drinking a lot of teas, spearmint peppermint peppermint is my go-to right now i find that it really does help before i sat down to record this i could not stop coughing and i paused it a million times um and since i've had like a whole mug of it now i've i'm already feeling a lot of relief so peppermint is my go-to right now i love spearmint as well 
um, ginger tea. I have been living, like I have been drinking cups and cups and cups of tea a day. Um, I love chamomile as well, as well. <laughs> I love chamomile as well um, for helping with the anxiety. And then I have a chamomile and lavender one that I find super soothing. Because remember, when you're sick, you want to target your flu kind of symptoms, but you also want to target the anxiety. So these are teas that are really good for helping with inflammation and to thin out the phlegm, but then they also really help to, you know, give you that feeling of, of comfort and relaxation. A golden milk is very good for loosening up um, phlegm as well, and it's really good for helping to improve the quality of your sleep. So I have a recipe... Um, where is it? I have it in my A to Z book. And I do believe I have it in my first book as well. I will try to find that and link that. But you can Google golden milk um, recipe. Uh, if you have dairy, you can make it with dairy. If you're dairy free, you can make it with like a dairy free alternative milk, like almond milk or coconut. I usually make it with almond milk. I like um, unsweetened vanilla almond milk. And then I'll make it with a little bit of maple and then turmeric and then black pepper to aid in absorption. But a golden milk is very helpful as well and it's so soothing. It's like a very soothing drink. Um, the company that I mentioned earlier, the green juice that I've been drinking, they have a blend called Gold. And I lived, I'm not sure if I had mentioned this earlier, forgive me if I've already mentioned this, but I really lived on that stuff last year during the summer when I was very very stressed and I could not sleep from stress and it really helped me a lot like it, it would knock me out at night in a good way <laughs> um, it really did help me and that has turmeric in it but then it also has my favorite herb um, lemon balm oh lemon balm tea I didn't mention that one lemon balm tea is really good for emotional stress um, it's very good for insomnia as well. So I'll link that as well for you guys. For the muscle pain, I was massaging in, I have this Epsom salt gel. Um, or any kind of, like you can find magnesium gels. You can go on Amazon and like search a magnesium gel or an Epsom, Epsom salt gel. Um, I find them so helpful. And I would just massage it into my legs or wherever I felt like I was dealing with a lot of pain like thinking back now just two weeks ago the pain in my legs was quite intense like it was it was pretty bad actually uh it's funny how when something just eases up and goes away we kind of forget about how bad it actually was but the pain was really bad uh the magnesium gel didn't necessarily completely get rid of it but it definitely did help to ease it a little bit so it wasn't as intense and then of course the foods that you're eating are very important. You want to really try to, you want to give your body as many nutrients as you can and you want to stay away from things that are going to increase inflammation, which in turn is going to increase phlegm and congestion and just make you feel a whole lot worse. So now is not probably, if you're sick right now, it's not the time to have a lot of dairy or takeouts or sugar. I'm talking to myself here because I was feeling okay one day and thought, oh, I'm going to buy these cookies that I love. And they're actually pretty healthy, but there is sugar in them. And they come as, um, they come prepackaged as cookie dough, and then you can just put them in the oven. And you can eat the dough raw, and it is so freaking good. But I was feeling good one day, and I was really optimistic. I was like, I can, I'm going to have these, these cookies. I deserve a treat. I've been sick. But I woke up the next day feeling just really bad. So really be aware of your sugar intake, of your dairy. Try and avoid pizza. Oh my god, I love pizza. But try to avoid pizza and takeouts right now as much as you can. Stick to foods that are really easy on your digestion. That's You don't want to put extra stress on your body. So if we're eating a lot of heavy foods, our body has to work harder to digest it. And when you're sick... You want the focus to be there. You want your body to be putting everything into helping you to recover versus, you know, trying to digest these heavy foods. So really stick to light foods that are just very easy on your body. I have been living on soups, 
like I'm I'm not the biggest soup person honestly but I've come to really enjoy soup over the past past few weeks I wish that I could tell you that I stand in the kitchen and whip up my own beautiful soup from scratch but I just I have not felt well to even be standing for long like I said I'm feeling a lot better now knock on wood I'm so grateful but I mean the first week and even last week the thought of standing in the kitchen to make a soup is just like like not possible (laughs) so I was just doing um like instacart grocery shops and I've discovered the soup that I absolutely love I don't know what it's called now but it's it has a lot of spices in it it's it doesn't have any cream or any dairy or anything it's completely vegan um I think it's made with was made with coconut milk um I've been trying to find, like, I've been going on there and trying to find more of it, but they're completely out of stock, so I'm like, did I buy all of them? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's one that I really liked, and I think what I liked about it is it's very spicy. Um, extra spice can help as well with the congestion and things, and I can't believe I forgot to mention this one as well, but a big a big thing that I was dealing with was a complete loss of taste and smell. So... The soup, even though I couldn't taste it, I could. I was getting the effects of the spice, which was really nice, and was I was finding that really helpful. The loss of taste and smell was just such a weird thing, and that's another reason why I am pretty sure that was that it was COVID. Uh, I just woke up one day and I could not smell or taste anything at all, which is just so weird. Um, and then a lot of people let me know that they dealt with it. And it's, it's interesting because everybody has dealt with this one differently. Some people have let me know that it's been months and that they still can't taste or smell. Or that it's been months and they still, it's still kind of muted. So that's where I'm at right now is that my smell and taste has come back. But it's not so strong. Like a lot of foods and things, I really have to add a lot of spice and stuff to it to really taste it because everything seems like it's kind of muted. And what was really weird is that I lost my smell and taste. I didn't lose it for very long, maybe like two or three days. But then what happened for a good five, six days, I had every single thing smelled the same and tasted the same. And it was a really weird smell and taste. I can't even describe it. Like it was not pleasant everything smelled the same um and it just it was not good and it it made me not want to really eat but it was it was really really strange and some of you guys let me know as well that you had experienced that too and that that it was hard to describe but so I so I lost my my taste and smell then it was this really weird taste and smell for like five six days and then that went away thank goodness I was so worried that that was going to just stick around um and now my my taste and smell I would say is back but it's just muted like things are just not as strong but um yeah like I know that it's different for everybody so don't go based on my experience like if if it's been months for you uh that I mean that could be very normal like a lot of people are dealing with that and it seems very common that a lot of people have it for months and months lozenges have helped me a lot as well for like if you have like a really annoying itch in your throat but the thing with lozenges is a lot of them are full of sugar so it will give you relief but then you know you've had all of this sugar and then it can make you feel worse so there's these ones that I've been taking um I'm just trying to see if I can find the ingredients in them um, it's just basically herbs and then they, it's sweetened with honey. It's just like raw honey, which is so much better than just cane sugar, you know? So they called honeybee and there's different flavors and, and things. What do I have here? Um, it just says honeybee honey lozenges. It's There's different colors. Like I bought an orange one before, an orange pack that was just like orange flavor, but those weren't super strong. So this is the pink pack that I get and it's got menthol and eucalyptus and these have I've been these have been really saving me so I would recommend if you're going to buy lozenges to help you to make sure that it's not packed in sugar 
So another thing that I wanted to mention here was that if you have a lot of phlegm in your chest and when you breathe you can kind of feel it or when you're coughing you can you can feel it. Um, there's ways that you can that you can break the phlegm up. Um, yes, I mentioned the teas and stuff, but last where are we? I'm so confused. Where are we in the year? It's November. So almost a year ago in December, um, I think I got COVID then as well because I'd been around people who had tested positive and I got sick at the same time as them and it was all the same symptoms. So I think that I had it then as well, but it was a, it was completely different to what I'm having now. And it was milder symptoms, but it was drawn out so it was two months I was for two months I was coughing every single day and I saw this video on YouTube um, this lady and her husband had had COVID and they were on day 50 of the COVID cough and she was showing <clears throat> ways she was showing this like cupping technique that you can do I'll try and find the video and link it for you um, that you can do on your chest and on your back to kind of loosen up the the phlegm and when I did it, I definitely did feel a difference. Like, it, sometimes it will make you cough right away, but it definitely did seem to make a difference. Um, I have this, you know, those massages that you get, what are they called now? You know, I need to have my information ready before I sit down and talk to you guys. Um, you know, those like massages that you get now that are like so popular that you could just use on your back and everywhere. I have one of those, but... It's something that I have, like, I thought it would be really good, and then I realized that it's, like, super strong and kind of intimidating, so it's something that I just have avoided, but I figured, like, why don't I try that on my back to try to break up some of the phlegm, so I've been doing that every day for a few seconds because it's, like, really intense, but I think that that's been helping as well because when I do it, I can, like, feel the... I can feel something happening with the phlegm. So that's something to consider as well. Like if you have one of those massages, like just try to do it on your back or you could try the cupping technique because you can do that on your chest as well. Um, but just massage, like if you have someone even to just massage your back, like just massaging your back and just kind of massaging around your lungs, it can really help to, to loosen things up. I'm not a doctor. I don't really know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but um I'm just sharing what helped me and I, I have found that some of that stuff has helped. So I want to share that with you in case you're sick, in case you're dealing with the the phlegm because honestly the the cough and the phlegm are the symptoms that just linger the longest. Okay guys, it's been almost an hour so I think I'm going to start my... I, well, I need to start to wrap this up. Um, I, I can't even believe like pretty much an hour has gone by wow uh i am going to start to do shorter episodes as well uh, because sometimes i just want to come on here and just share something with you like you know how i share little things on my stories like sometimes i feel inspired and i'll share share something with you and i'm thinking maybe i can hop on here and share it even if it's a five or ten minute episode like a little bit of inspiration that something that helped me that could help you so I'm going to do some shorter episodes just so that there's more regular content here for you. But I am also going to start, get back onto those symptoms episodes because I know you guys really enjoy those and I really enjoy them too. I think I've shared pretty much everything. I'll probably think of more things when I get off of here, but that's that's the main things. Like Those are the main things that help me. Those are the main symptoms that I dealt with. Um, if you're sick... My advice is to just give yourself a break. Let yourself just completely rest. Look at it as a time that you can just catch up on all those things that you keep putting off because you're too busy working on other things or being there for other people or like just, you know, the chores that we just have to do every day and then we put aside those things that we tell ourselves, you know what, I'm going to treat myself to this and then it just never happens. So look at being sick as a time when, it's firstly, it's your body's way of telling you, listen, I need a break. We need a break. We need to rest, right? It's not, I think we look at being sick as this really terrifying and terrible thing, but often it's, it's simply our body saying, you know what, 
we need a rest. We're going to rest and recover and come back and feel refreshed and ready to work on things again. So the first two days that I was sick, first two, three, four days, I didn't really do a lot of anything. I think when you're feeling really nauseous, you just, you can't even watch anything or read or do anything. Like, you just want to be asleep. So if you're really not feeling well, like, just let yourself rest. Just sleep and and just trust that your body knows what it's doing. Like, our body is so, our, like, our body knows what to do. We just have to trust it. And all we have to do is just be feeding it like the right nutrients and supplements and resting. Like that's all we have to do. So when I started to feel better, I took, I, well, I've spent a lot of time um, on Netflix, of course, and watching movies and watching shows and reading. I actually did so much reading. Um, I read a really scary book around Halloween called the last house on needless street i think it was called that turned out completely differently to how i thought it was but it was a really really good book um i've just been really back into my thrillers lately i've been obsessed with fantasy all year but now i'm currently waiting on the new one of the series so i've been really getting back into my my thriller books and i've really been enjoying those and then on netflix I really should have made a list because now that I'm sitting here, it's just everything's flying out of my head. People ask me all the time on Instagram, they say, because I'll share like a show that I'm watching or a book that I'm reading. And I'll always have somebody message me and say, I don't understand how you can watch this stuff. Like, doesn't it make you really anxious? Or how do you read books like that? Like, I don't understand. Because even in the midst of my worst anxiety, I've always liked really scary books and like scary shows I'm not really a romance novel kind of person. <laughs> I'm just, I like scary stuff and weird, different stuff. I don't know. So anyway, um, on Netflix, there's a show called, it's only four episodes. It's called The Inside Man or just Inside Man. And it is so incredibly stressful. Holy moly. It's I, I was just stressed out the entire show. But I also could not stop watching. It was one that just had me on the edge of my seat and I had to know what's going to happen. So if you're like me, very weird and strange because you deal with anxiety and things, but you also love to watch anxiety-inducing things, then give that one a try because I really, really enjoyed it. Um, There's another show called The Watcher that I know everyone's been watching and I, I watched that one as well. Um... I don't want to say how I felt about it because I don't want to give it away and like ruin it if you haven't seen it. Um, It was okay. Like it was okay. Uh, What else have I watched? Right before I got sick, on my birthday I went to the movies and saw, I mean maybe I picked up COVID there, who knows. (laughs) But I watched a movie called Smile, which is really scary actually. Um... A lot of people were saying that it's similar to a movie called It Follows, which honestly, that movie is so scary for me. I actually watched that again on Halloween because I had watched it years ago, but It Follows is really scary. If you're into horror movies and you're actually looking for one that is scary, because you know, sometimes, sometimes they're just not that scary, but It Follows is really scary. Um... And Smile was just really unsettling. (laughs) Uh, So I watched that one. And then what else have I watched? Uh, There's a new show that I started, a a Korean show. I really enjoy Korean shows. And it's called It's Okay to Not Be Okay. And it's like a dark fairy tale. And there is a romance um, element in there, I think. Because I've only just started it. But I'm really enjoying it so far. The episodes are really long. They're like over an hour. But that's a really, really good one so far. Like I can, I'll let you guys know on Instagram probably how I feel about it once I've watched all of it. But so far I'm really enjoying it. This has turned into like a whole show and book recommendation situation. I mean, I personally love when people share books and shows and things that they're loving because it gives me... um, it gives me ideas because I mean honestly I sit on Netflix I shared a thing on my story recently where 
this guy had put a TikTok up. He made this funny TikTok video about how, you know, when you like make yourself some food or lunch or whatever, and then you sit down and your food is just getting cold while you're trying to find a show. Like that is so me. Uh, so it's really helpful when I have recommendations. So if you guys have any to share with me, I always love to hear them. Oh, another one that I love is Alice in Borderland. Uh, it's very intense and I would not recommend it if you just, if you really can't handle really intense shows, but I really enjoyed it. And the second season is coming out in December. I think the 22nd of December. So I'm really happy that I just finished that one. So I'm looking forward to the second season. I feel like there's so many more that I can recommend right now, but my mind is just blank. I'll have a look at some stuff that I've watched and I'll make a list and I'll probably share it on my stories because I know you guys enjoy when I do that. And please let me know if there's anything good um, that you can recommend. But I think I should probably say goodbye now because it's been over an hour as always. It's always like an hour, isn't it? I have really enjoyed sitting down and chatting with you. I hope that this has helped you whether you've, whether you like are completely fine right now and live in constant anticipation of what if I get sick, how will I handle it? Or maybe you're sick right now, um, in which case I'm sending you so much love and I'm sending you a big hug and I hope that you feel better soon. Like I said, just let yourself rest, seriously, just rest, rest, rest. And even if you're having a day where you feel so much better, don't push yourself. Uh, you're going to just slow down your recovery. Just rest and take it slow and be gentle. I actually think that I'm going to go for a walk now. I need to do my laundry and... So I live in a building and then there's a separate room where you can go do your laundry. Like it's shared with the people in the building. And I need to go make change for that because I don't have any. And I've, I've been meaning to go like for the past week. But just every day I'll wake up and I'll tell myself, like, today is the day I'm going out. And then it just doesn't happen because I just don't feel 100%. And I don't want to go walking anywhere. Um if I'm not feeling 100%, but I'm actually feeling so much better today, and I think that just a little bit of fresh air will be really good for me, so that's what I think I'm going to go do now while it's still sunny outside. I hope that you're having a beautiful day so far, or evening, or morning, whenever you're listening to this, I appreciate you so much for being here with me and for just 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 for being part of this community just being here it, it means the world to me um this community is really so special to my heart and i hope that you always feel safe here and supported and validated and i'm just i'm just glad that you're here I'm sending you guys so much love and I cannot wait to start making this a regular thing. Watch out, it's gonna happen. <laughs> I love you guys and I'll talk to you soon. Have a beautiful day or a beautiful evening. Bye. Mm -hmm.